Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure, and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with. And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with yourself. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure, and loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. Hey, hey, it's your host, Dr. Morgan. I am back from my week off. I took a week during my birthday And I was in Miami with close friends and my partner, and I had an amazing break. And now I am back. And I'm in Southwest Florida. As I'm recording this, there is a crazy thunderstorm happening, and I have my coffee. I've got my two dogs here. They're under the desk. They're terrified of the thunder. So we're all cozied up and I am ready to talk about 
something that is near and dear to my heart. And today's podcast will help you no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your life, this podcast will be helpful to you. This is something I see in clinical psychology, both in private practice and also in the coaching world. This is a topic that is universally human. So I'm excited to dive into this episode with you all today. And I first off just want to say I hope that you are being kind to yourself with all that is going on in the world. I know there continues to be so much information and so many conflicting viewpoints as we navigate these challenging times in our country. And my hope is that you can have a ton of compassion for yourself and you can have compassion for others and you can stand true to what you need and honor that. So be kind to yourself right now and to others as obviously there is a lot going on in the world. Okay, today's topic, I want to talk about how can you learn to let go of guilt and embrace acceptance. So letting go of guilt, embracing acceptance. A lot of times I work with clients on being able to become self-compassionate humans who are kind to themselves and take action on the things that they need and the ways they want to improve their lives. And one of the roadblocks that always comes up is this thought of, well, if I'm kind to myself, am I just never going to get anything done? If I'm kind to myself, am I just going to let myself off the hook, quote unquote? Will I just be a total slob? Will nothing ever work out? Will I just lay on the couch? Will I not take ownership in my relationships? It's this fear around if I'm compassionate, if I'm understanding, if I'm accepting to me, will I actually just be a bad person? I want to tell you the answer is no. This is a myth. So many of us have been raised in environments where punishment and shame and belittling and et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to think of other of other um, ways of, you know, put downs, et cetera. All these forms of punishment being given to us intended to make us better, to help us perform better, right? I, I think about, I had two basketball coaches. I loved playing basketball growing up. And I have one in mind who he would scream and yell partially because he was deaf, but he cared about the team so much. And he always pointed out our strengths and what we were doing right and what we needed to do. And then he'd be running up and down the court because he felt like he was part of the game. He was there with us and he's yelling our names. And all of us felt so loved and seen by him. And we played so, so hard to, to do well and, and partly with the support of this coach, right? And then I had another basketball coach who would shame 
me or shame my teammates anytime we'd make a mistake. And it could have been, oh, you need to go run an extra skull crusher. Shout out if you know what those are. And now I'm like, is that what it's called? Now I'm not knowing that that's what it's called. <laughs> I gotta look this up. The thing where you go and you run and touch the free throw line and then you gotta run back to the end of the court and then you go to half court and you gotta run back. Anyways, this punitive punishment, right, of you need to do this tough exercise because you messed up. Now go do this thing as your punishment and the team is gonna watch you while you do it and we're gonna judge you and shame you and you messed up, so go do this thing. And when I think about how that team had such an environment of fear, of shame, of judgment, of don't mess up, and honestly, none of us liked the coach and none of us came together and it was a horrible basketball season, even just that own, that, that my own real life personal example, looking at that I know deep in my heart that when I am with people who care, who are compassionate, who are kind, who point out strengths, who say, hey, you messed up. That's all right. You're human. Now let's do it this way. That's when we really grow. So people who think that, oh, if you're not mean to yourself, if you're not quote unquote hard on yourself, you're going to become soft. Uh-uh. Here, here's the distinction. When we are self-compassionate to whatever we are feeling, we are accepting it, we are acknowledging it, and we are simultaneously holding ourselves accountable to moving through it and doing better. And when I say doing better, I mean supporting ourselves better, realigning with the version of ourselves that we're meant to be. So as an example, I often hear this one when I'm working with clients, this feeling of guilt and shame for not being productive enough. Like, oh, I took the weekend off. There's so much I should be doing. Gosh, I'm such a lazy lazy idiot or gosh, people get so mean when they talk to themselves. Have you ever noticed how you talk to yourself? What do you call yourself? Right? I'm such, oh gosh, I'm an idiot or geez, I'm stupid or geez, I'm lazy or geez, blah, 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 blah. Um, being so, so down on yourself when you're feeling tired, like saying, geez, I shouldn't feel that way. Right? And then what happens is they feel guilty about feeling the way that they feel. And then guess what? Guilt maintains the feeling. When we feel guilt, we maintain it. Because what does guilt do? It makes us want to push it away. When we push something away, it grows bigger. So if I'm feeling exhausted, I'm feeling tired, and then I'm on top of that, I'm feeling guilty for feeling that way. What am I going to do? I'm going to say, get your ass out of bed, go do some stuff, be productive. And guess what? I'm still going to feel tired. I'm still going to feel exhausted, except tomorrow it's going to be two times as bad. This is what most people do. This is what we've been trained to do. This is what many of us receive from our parents, our mentors, etc. This idea of just buck up, just come on, 
just ignore how you feel, right? And unfortunately, that maintains whatever feeling we're in and does not help us move forward. It actually keeps us stuck. So let's talk about the alternative. The alternative is self-compassion, aka acceptance and realignment is how I like to describe that. A lot of people, they get turned off from self-compassion when they think like, oh, I'm just going to be kind to myself. I'm going to say, it's fine that I missed that workout. It's fine that I was late to work. And then I'm just going to do it again the next day. And then pretty soon I'm going to spiral and I'm going to have all these bad habits. That's what they'll think self-compassion does, that it makes them weak, that it makes them quote unquote soft. That's not real self compassion, right? That's that's your critical voice saying, oh my gosh, it feels scary to be kind to myself. I don't even know how to do it. So let me just make up these scenarios about what would happen if I was. Here's self-compassion in action. So the example I gave, you're resting on the weekend, you're exhausted. And at the same time, there's all these things you know that you want to be getting done. You would want to Notice the feeling, allow yourself to fully feel into it, saying, wow, I feel exhausted. I feel totally run down, right? I think it's coming from X, Y, Z. Allow yourself to sit with it, explore. And then you want to ask yourself, what do I need to move through this feeling? What do I need to move through this situation? Other questions include, how can I best support myself through this? What does it look like for me to come out on the other side of how I'm feeling right now? What is the best case scenario of how I can support myself in handling this? Right? So we have acceptance and then we have action. We have realignment with the best version of you. And what happens is when you have acceptance, you move through the feeling. You move through the feeling. And guess what? This applies to every area of life. This applies to, gosh, any moment, any moment when you're dealing with something tough and you're wanting to berate yourself or be critical to yourself, beat yourself up, whatever, If you can take a moment to be kind, to acknowledge, to to accept, because here's the deal, here's the deal. When we have acceptance, then we can actually tune in to what we really need to move forward. If we have guilt and we have shame and we're avoiding how we feel and we think we shouldn't feel what we're feeling, you're never going to know what you actually need to move through it acceptance of how I'm feeling brings me to the reality of what I actually need. And we all deserve to know what that reality is. All right. As if this wasn't enough to convince you to start being self-compassionate, I want to talk about one other point, and that is research. Research, y'all. I love research. I'm a nerd. I read a lot. I like to read articles. Um, 
feel like I'm confessing, but I feel like you guys get it. You're like, okay, you've ex- you accept me as I am. I'm a nerd. And I'm, I love that about me. Actually, I think it's, it's good that I love to read. I always have a book in my hand. I'm always reading an article. Just it's, it's what I enjoy. And one of the things I like to read about is self-compassion and the research on self-compassion as compared to punitive reactions and punishment and criticism. And one of the psychologist who's on the forefront of this. Many of you may have heard of her. It's Dr. Kristen Neff. She was out of UT Austin. I'm actually not sure if she's still there, but Dr. Kristen Neff, she has an amazing website, self-compassion.org. She's one of the leading researchers on self-compassion. She wrote a book on self-compassion. She's amazing, but some of the research that she cites really points to the power of self-compassion. And I want to read to you, this is actually not the research part of the article, but this is part of what she wrote about self-compassion. Okay. Here's, Here's what she says. First of all, when we relate to ourselves kindly, even when we've behaved badly, it's safe to face the truth about ourselves. We don't need to deny what we've done or distort the storyline so that we blame anyone other than ourselves for what happened. You can acknowledge what you've done. I can own up to it because even though my behavior might have been bad, that does not mean that I am bad. I can own up to what I've done without fear because admitting responsibility doesn't require throwing myself off the cliff of harsh self-condemnation. Woo. Dang, mic drop. So you'll understand the nuance of this is when we get good at self-compassion, another layer is acknowledging you are human. You are not perfect. You make mistakes. You are allowed to make mistakes and that does not mean anything about the kind of human that you are. You can be good enough and you can make mistakes, right? And when I can get to that place where I can acknowledge that and I can have the compassion towards myself, I am so much more likely to be in the reality of my actions instead of being defensive, instead of using numbing behaviors, instead of hiding, instead of blaming other people, I can show up and be a real adult and take ownership for what I've done. And then guess what? I can grow through it and become an even better version of me. Okay, I'm getting a little fired up, but y'all deserve to really understand this concept. And I gently, gently challenge you to not wait another day. If self-compassion and acceptance and all of what I'm talking about, essentially cognitive restructuring, learning how to basically um, rewire your brain, how to integrate mindfulness, self-compassion into your thinking patterns. If all of that is new for you, today is the day you need to change that. Go go take ownership. Go look at this website, self-compassion.org. You can go, there is 
a quiz that you can take. It's on the homepage. And the quiz is just test your level of self-compassion. And if you look, the address is self-compassion.org forward slash test dash how dash self dash compassionate dash you dash R. Um, if you need that, you can shoot me a DM, but just go to the self dash compassion, self dash compassion.org website and you will find it. This test is really important. I'll be honest with you. I took it about five years ago and I had a really, really big wake up call when I realized I was incredibly mean to myself, incredibly critical. And it's the kind of test where the lower your score, the more critical you are. And let's just say I had a very low score about five years ago. And then I started intentionally working on this, intentionally rewiring my brain. And I can tell you I've taken the test throughout that time and I've been able to see incrementally my score improve over time. And now I'm definitely falling in that self-compassionate range. And I can tell you my life is so much better. I'm so much more productive. I'm so much more fulfilled. Um, it's this interesting paradox of, you know, we think like, gosh, I got to be critical. I got to be mean to myself. I got to have punishment, et cetera. No, that criticalness, the inner perfectionist that, that you have, the person who's beating you up and holding you to crazy high standards, that is getting in the way of you being your best you. You deserve to accept yourself as the messy, real, imperfect human that you are and to allow yourself to accept that in others as well. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, you know, I am always wishing you high self-worth and great relationships and know that self-compassion is part of that. So healing that relationship with ourselves paves the way for a great relationship with others. And if you are ready to do the work, you need a framework and you want support, you want to join a community of like-minded women who are learning to become securely attached in adult romantic relationships and they're learning how to have healthy relationships with themselves. If that sounds like something you are interested in, make sure you apply to the ESL program. We're doing great things inside of the program, helping so many people. And I would love for you to be part of that if you know that it's something that you need. Don't wait on yourself. You deserve it. Go use the link in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan Coaching and apply now. All right. Once again, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth, great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes 
to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.